Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Alright, welcome back, David. We're back with our podcast. Um, this is episode five, actually. Yeah. At least on the on the list that one of them's a lesson, but this is episode five. We've done four of these now. Yep. And uh, so basically, welcome. We're we're here um, to discuss what we studied Sunday, and we're pretty excited to be here. Um, I couldn't wait to sit down with David here and talk about what we studied um, Sunday because we had some real good um, studies and good teaching, and David brought us a good lesson. The lesson titled was "Hold to Christ," and our text is uh, Hebrews twelve. 12 through 24. And uh, so we've been trying to decide where to start with this because there's so many uh, places that we could start um, today. First off, if you have a question for us, we'd love to hear from you. Um, send us an email at truthinagapelove at gmail.com. Um, I've got it in the description, so you can do that. You can uh, send us a note. We'd love to talk about anything. The sky's the limit. You can send us a question about anything. You can choose to keep it private, and we'll just deal with you um, privately. Or if you'd like us to discuss it on the show here, we'd love to do that as well. Um, Also, let's see. I was thinking of something. Oh, I know what it was. Okay, sorry. Sorry, dead silence. Um, also, if you want to get a notification for the, a new podcast, um, you got to hit the, there's a little plus button up in the upper right-hand corner, at least on iTunes, where you subscribe to the show. And so you need to subscribe, and then you'll get a notification when we have a new episode. It'll notify you. So do that. And then also, something really cool that I did since we're on Amazon, you can actually ask your Alexa to play the Speaking the Truth and Agape Love podcast, and it'll play the latest episode. Um, and then it'll go into your uh, favorites list or your played list, and it'll come up easier every time you ask your Alexa. So if you have an Alexa and you want to hear us and do the dishes or walk around the house or whatever, you can just ask Alexa to play the podcast. So there you go. That's what I I did to, that today, actually. Uh, it works, doesn't it? It does, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. So, uh, anyways, it's a good way to listen to podcasts um, and us. So, we'd love for you to listen to us. But send us an email if you have any questions. All right, we're going to get right into this. Um, we've got, I asked Dave, I says, where should we start? And I want to start at the main point, the home run here Let's in the lesson. It. And it's um, John 10, 27 through 30. And I'll go ahead and read that here real quick. Um, so John ten twenty seven through 30 says, My sheep hear my voice. This is Jesus talking. And I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. What a great gift that Jesus has given us here. And I want to just real quick, um, let's let's read um, Hebrews 12, 16, and 17. Do you got it up, Dave? Uh, I don't. I can here, get there. Uh, yeah, why don't you get that there and you can read that to us. Because what we're doing here is we're, we're this and what we read in Hebrews 12, 16, and 17 is a great comparison with... Um, what Jesus has offered us here. And so that's the point that we're trying to get here. This is the main point, that Jesus has given us such a great gift here. Mm-hmm. Um, the the gift of eternal life and never perish. Okay? Yeah. And then go ahead and read that for us in Hebrews um, 12, 16, 17, Dave. Okay, so Hebrews 12, starting verse 16, it says, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterwards, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. Okay. And so what a great um, example when you compare the gifts that Jesus has given us of eternal salvation Mm -hmm. to losing your birthright like Esau did. I mean, he... And it was just because he was hungry, you know. Um, he sold his birthright. He traded it with his brother. And, of course, you know um, how brothers are. He wasn't serious when he did it. 
probably. He's just like, yeah, whatever. You can have my birthright. I'm hungry. I'm going to die, you know, if I don't eat. And, you know, we were talking before we started here. A bowl of soup when you're starving is only going to give you satisfaction satisfaction (laughs) for about four to five hours, okay, depending on the person. Yeah. Um, Sure. I mean, I've been hungry enough where I have visions of food in my head, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but you eat and it goes away for a little while. Then it comes back. And he sold his whole birthright for it. Mm-hmm. And we, I guess the, what we need to take from this is we need to not sell out what Christ has given us for something so silly, so simple. Yeah. Well, and, and a good point to make, a lot of people don't realize that eternal life is forever. Yeah. Like, in this life, everything has an end. That's a great point. You know, when you are born into this world, there's only one guarantee, and that is you will die. Yep. And everything we see in this life, everything dies. There's an end to it. Even trees that are so so old and huge, they will eventually die. And... But this, there will be no end. And either there will be no end to eternal life, or the only other option that the Scriptures ever talk about is no end to eternal damnation. Yeah. What did the farmer say about his mule when he died? He's never done that before. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, but, but that's that's where we're all headed. Every yeah. one of us. We're, and... We can head there with this gift. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you no, laugh. No, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's never done that before. That is funny, but you know, but it's true. Like this gift, it's forever, eternal life. And he even goes on and tells us down here, um, "My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand, my Father's hand. I and my Father are one." So God has told him, "I won't take this away from you." Yeah. Or anyone else. But we can let it go. That's right. That's the point. We could sell out just as quick as Esau. Yeah. And for something so that lasted so short, so for for just a four or five hours. Very short time. Very short time, and it was gone, and now he needs something else to yeah. eat again. You know, we can understand that. But well, in we this life... To, sorry, I didn't go, mean to no, interrupt, ahead, but this ahead. life is... A vapor compared to eternity. Yeah. Or um, I think the NASB translates it a, a puff of smoke. Yeah. So one thing you do see a lot of times with people nowadays is they smoke, right? Mm-hmm. That puff of smoke that you see for but a moment, that is what this life is in comparison to eternal life, where it's it's very short. So anything in this life is but a morsel compared to to the gift that we have been blessed with through Christ. Yeah. And yeah. so th- that's something that, you know, eternal life, you cannot underplay that ever. And it's going to be something that we have never seen before. Yeah. We can't even imagine how beautiful heaven must be. Yeah. You know, that song that we sing, how beautiful heaven must be, no one knows. Yeah. And, but it's going to be amazing. And I don't underplay that word amazing either. It's going to be something that, that is beyond anything that we can even fathom. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. And and that's the thing that, uh, you know, was a great um, um, comparison was Esau to, the, to this passage where Jesus has offered us so much. Another one is um, Judas. Yeah. You know, Judas is another example, just like Esau. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember, where was that one? Where was Judas's? Well, either Judas or, or Jonah. Jonah's a good one. I think, didn't you bring up Judas in, in the lesson? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, there's plenty well, of examples. We don't really it. need to go read it, but but think about Judas. Yeah, for 30, 30 pieces, pieces of, silver. of silver. Okay? So then you got the monetary part of it. Okay? Esau it was just a bowl of soup or food, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm calling it a bowl of soup. Um, 
Judas was 30 pieces of silver, so there was a price. And I don't know if, it, if that was a lot of money. I mean, it wasn't like, I'm never going to have to work the rest of my life kind of money. So fun facts, that was the price of a slave. Okay. So he literally sold himself mm-hmm. to the devil for 30 pieces of silver. Yeah. And then a little bit later, Judas went back and threw the... Threw the coins back. Yeah, he didn't even want it because he realized what he had done. He was in a lot of the same sense. He was, and and Judas is a great example because he repented, but it wasn't the godly repentance that is required for us. Yeah. So Judas is a great example. I, I didn't even think about this, but Judas is the, the great example that there's two different kinds of repentance. Hmm. There's the godly repentance to turn, have a change of mind and turn back to the Lord or he had a change of mind and went and hung himself. Yeah. So it wasn't a godly repentance, but it was repentance and it wasn't the kind of repentance that we need to have. Yeah. You didn't think of it. I did. So. Yeah. <laughs> you did good. You were on top of it. But Peter I don't know was, where I got that from. Peter but. was a good example of the godly repentance. Because yeah. even after he Absolutely. betrayed Christ, you know, denied yep. him three times, yep. he went and wept bitterly. That's right. But then later he became one of the first elders. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and, and you know, we could talk and talk and talk about it, but, and of course, Jonah's the same way. You know, we already talked about him in our, in one of our previous um, podcasts, but um, Jonah basically um, tried to sell out for God too, mm-hmm. you know. And, and of course, we could relay this back to what you brought up in the lesson too. Having this gift that Jesus had had for us um, is something that we should want to scream from the mountaintops about, right? Yeah. And that's that's a difficult thing for us sometimes because we're scared of maybe some persecution or you know we're gonna you know who knows it's but it's tough to for all of us I think to want to teach. And spread this, even though it's something that's so great. Mm-hmm. And you know, you look at, um, you look so like Ephesians two fourteen. Christ is our peace. Pursue telling others. Yeah. You know, I just paraphrased that. I didn't. I didn't look it up. But you actually mixed in uh, Ephesians two fourteen with um, Hebrews twelve. Oh, okay. A little bit. Okay. Hebrews twelve thirteen, I believe it. Okay. No, 14. Verses 14, it says, pursue peace. Oh, okay. There you go. That's the But you did up. good. But, you know, think about that. Um, and then that that we need to... Th- um, it's, I, I like to say kind of that we have the cure to cancer. Mm-hmm. If you had the cure to cancer, you'd go and tell everyone, right? Mm-hmm. We, I think everyone knows someone who has cancer or had cancer or died from cancer. It's one of the worst... Um, things that plagues us today you know yeah um and if you had the cure you'd want everyone to have it you know and then you can core you can pass this on to jesus when in matthew 9 12 through 13 mm-hmm. you know maybe i'm going too fast here but no you're i'm, I'm with you <laughs> um i guess we could go over and read that um Matthew nine twelve through thirteen says when Jesus heard that he said to them um, those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick but go and learn what this means I desire mercy and not a sacrifice for I did not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance and I think sometimes we we forget that, you know, um, because if you back up in verse 11, it says, and when the Pharisees saw it, oh, let's see, where verse is it? 10. 10, now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And, you know, it's... Uh, we say things like he's preaching to the choir, you know. <laughs> um, that's just a term, but uh, sometimes we think, well, these guys don't need um, Jesus. But where should we be? We should be with the sick people. We should go and pursue those who are sinners, just like um, Jesus did here, mm-hmm. and try to share 
this great gift that we're talking about that Jesus has given us with those. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it, it, it ties into one of my favorite passages. One. One of my favorite, because there's many, a lot of them. There's many. There's many, but um, Proverbs 23, 23. It says, buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. So, of course, the truth is the word. And if anyone asks me for a Bible, I'll gladly give it to him for free. So he's not talking about purchasing a Bible, and he's not talking about literally selling a Bible. He is talking about buying what it says and sticking to it and not selling it for anyone. I can't tell you how many times I've heard anyone, preachers alike, they believe one way and then their children are doing something that they shouldn't be doing. So then they have to go and restudy this subject Mm -hmm. and they come out to a different conclusion. Oh, now my children are fine. No, you have just sold the truth and for a morsel. Yeah, and that's... I think that's the main point of our whole discussion here through all this is not being a sellout for Christ. Yeah. Don't sell out, you know, and, and man, you could really bring that into a lot of things because, um, that's why it's one of my favorite passages. (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, it's like we've talked before. Um, if we said this Sunday, everyone who comes to the Blackfoot church of Christ is going, we're going to hand out $100 bills to everyone that walks in the door. And, you, and some might say, well, that's great. Look at all the people that are going to come in and hear the word. Well, are they there for the $100 or are they there to hear the word? Yeah. You know? Um, and there's been so many things thought up and created where we're trying to help God out. And it's not how he wanted it to be. That's there's right. no example of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we even talked in our um, Wednesday night study you know, and I brought this up before. So I don't know if I brought it up in the podcast or if I brought it up in class. Okay. <laughs> so you all have to bear with me if I said I've brought this up before. But I was the, uh, when the Christians were persecuted, um, and they were persecuted bad. You know, oh, there yeah. was um, Nero, Nero was was a king. One of the emperors. Emperors. And yep. he, he burned um, Christians on a stake for light in his backyard. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine that. And uh, I can't remember the name of the emperor that was finally, hey, if these guys are willing to die for this, maybe we should listen to what they're preaching. Yeah, that was uh, Constantine. Okay, Constantine. I'll try to remember that. So Constantine, <laughs> he's like, well, you know, if these guys are willing to die for this, why why not listen and see, you know, it must be true because they're willing to die for it. Well, he he was seeking... He was seeking um, political gain from it. Okay. Yeah. So he he was already perverting it. Yeah. And he was giving people, like, robes and everything for being baptized. He that was, was my point that I was going to bring up. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. So he started, um, yeah, giving gifts for people that became Christians, which was not the way Jesus designed it. That's right. You you end up getting people coming to um, a false sense of hope. Yeah, because they come for the wrong reason. That's right. They come for the robe. Oh yeah, I'll do that. I need a new robe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, and so we see that today quite a bit. Uh, hear people talk all the time. Well, we go to this church because they have that um, cool playland for the kids with that slide that goes and the kids just love it, you know? Yeah. Well, what are you going to church for the slide or to hear God's word, you know? And it's more likely the, um, the word. And, you know, we've, we've talked before, or it's more likely the slide is what I meant to say. And I think both of us have been to places where there's a potluck Sunday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everyone's there on potluck Sunday. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, during the three other Sundays of the month, you know, it's a sparse crowd. Yeah. You know, why is that? Are they coming to hear the word or are they coming to fellowship? They're coming for the food. Yeah, coming for the yeah. food. And so, anyway, kind of got off on a tangent there, but... No, and that's... You're exactly right, though. People, they've already... 
sold out. The truth. They sold out. And and it's very unfortunate, but a lot of times they are that weak because of the weak pulpit. And yeah. what I mean by that is the preacher is not willing to stand for anything and just, well, let's just all get along, and mm-hmm. that's what he preaches. Yeah. Well, y- you have to be willing to preach the truth. You know, Hebrews 4.12 talks about the the Word of God is sharper and more powerful than any two-edged sword. Yeah. You know, piercing even the division of soul and marrow. And the point made there is the truth is going to offend. Yeah. And it's not because um, of an unrighteous God, but rather that's what makes Him just. That's what makes Him righteous is because the truth is the truth. Yeah. And whether... You want to accept it or not, it does not change the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the thing is, too, I'll point out, is we're not telling, we're not saying anything other than what's in God's Word. That's right. It's not because David said it or Chad said it. It's because we're reading it out of the Word, mm-hmm. and we're not changing it at all. We're trying to do our best to read it and follow it exactly the way God intended us to. Yeah. So um, sometimes we'll get asked, well, um, you're just, you know, you're just being mean or that's your interpretation. You know, take that up with God because it's not my decision and it's not your decision. That's right. It's God's decision. And um, just so everyone knows, we try to live our lives in a way where there's no question. Okay. Yeah. There's no gray area. You don't want to be in the gray area because there is no gray area. What if you're, yeah, I mean, if there's a gray area, there, you know, there can't be. We can follow his word. And, you know, when you compare this, what Jesus offers us to what happened to Esau, you know, and we pointed, you pointed out, how badly did Esau try to get his birthright back? He wept bitterly. Yeah. And, you know, I just thought of something. We could compare this to, um, oh, who's who died and wanted um, the rich man and Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Okay. After the rich man died, what did he want? He wanted to get his birthright back. He Well, he In wanted sense, his. You could say. He wanted his, uh, his brothers. Yeah. Yeah. To go teach him, to go go back and teach my brothers so they don't come here. That's right. I think about this all the time when someone passes away because I just wonder what they're saying now. You know, oh, man, I wish I would have, you know, done something different. Can you send someone back to teach my family? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's such a powerful example for us, the rich man and Lazarus. Yeah. Because... Um, Basically, the rich man had sold out, you might say. Absolutely. Just to compare it with what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. The rich man sold out, and he died, and then he's like, oh, whoops, I messed up. Yeah. And he could see it clearly then, but it was too late. That's right. He couldn't do anything about it. And uh, do you want to read it? I mean, are you looking up something? Well, you got a thought. Go ahead, Dave. No, you actually said it. Um it's rather a long passage, so we yeah we we may not. But his he he didn't want anyone to follow him where he was. Well, right, and it wasn't that he wanted to get out of there. He just didn't want anyone to yeah. come. But then he even asked Abraham if he would send Lazarus over to dip the tip of his finger to cool his tongue. Yeah, dip it in water and. and cool my tongue because I am in torment. Now, understanding that that's a torment that we can't fathom either. And again, it's an eternal one. It's forever. There's going to be no end. You know, even as as we're going through persecutions in this life, um, there's a saying, this too shall pass. Mm. You know, as you are being persecuted, this is going to pass. You know, there's always this light at the end of the tunnel. And so people don't want to think about what happens after this life. But 
perhaps in the back of their mind they're thinking that well maybe there will be an end to it even even if there is torment maybe there will be this end no there there is going to be no end Mm -hmm. but how he he sought to save his loved ones this is a, a perfect example and it's in luke 16 um 19 what is it through 31 or through the end of the chapter so go go and read it because it's it's very powerful when people are talking and, and they are presented with the truth they're they immediately start thinking well what about my my grandpa what about my uncle what about my mom my dad whatever read this and realize that even if they are there they don't want you to join yeah. them what was it again luke what luke 16 starting verses 19 through 31 but he didn't he didn't want his loved ones to follow them there so you know we can oh, yeah. take comfort in knowing that god is a just god so when our loved ones passed away, they weren't unjustly punished. There, there was no mistrial of any kind. Yeah, they are where they belong, and th- and that's not that's not to be harsh with it. That's just the truth. There, God is a just God. There is no injustice in Him. Yeah, and so we don't need to worry about where they are. There's going to be no mistrial. Yeah. They are where they belong. And especially if you've just had a loved one pass away, you know, uh, my mom a little bit over a year ago passed away. Yeah. She actually passed away right when I got here. Yeah. And uh, I don't think about it. Now, she was faithful to the Lord. But even at that, I don't think about it. My niece right now, who has never turned to the Lord, she has cancer, and it's not looking good for her. I don't worry about where she's going to spend eternity because she's going to be in God's hands, yep. and there's going to be no injustice in His hands. And so that's that's comforting. We don't need to worry about it because they're in the perfect Father's hands. Yeah, we just need to worry about ourselves, you know. That's and, right. And um, do our best to teach others about it. One thing that... You made me think of as you were talking there, talking about persecution. It makes me think of what we talked about last week. Um, Paul, uh, Peter, when they got beat, Acts five, uh, Acts five, because when they got beat for um, trying to teach Jesus, you know what a what a horrible punishment that they went through, getting beat. And what they do, they told them. And, and really, the punishment was for nothing because they couldn't prove that they had done anything wrong. That's right. But they still beat them and then released them. And they counted themselves worthy to suffer for Christ. Yeah, they rejoiced. Rejoiced. Because they were counted worthy. Yeah, that's right. And imagine, you know, that pain that they went through and that duration was probably something like you and I have never experienced. Okay. Right. But they... They went through it, and when it was over, they rejoiced. Now, going back to the rich man here, he's still in torment. Mm -hmm. That's something that lasted forever. So as we walk through this life, we might have to suffer like the apostles did there for a bit. Yeah. And even if it did take our lives, we're going to be in a better place. You know, if you got beat enough to where you died, mm-hmm. it's still better than it's very than temporary. selling out than selling out. That's right. And for something for thirty pieces of silver or a bowl of soup, mm-hmm. it's better to endure that pain, short pain here on this in this life, than to sell out and end up in eternity like the rich man. Yeah, and. That is why we need to hold to Christ yeah. and His Word. Yeah. You know, that is why we hold to Christ. Yeah. You know, and when you think about it, He's the only one that has ever been in heaven, right? He left His home in glory according to uh, Philippians 2, verse 6. He left that to come down here. Why would you not listen to the only person 
who yeah. has been there to tell you how to get there. And we got to hang on to it. That's right. Like nobody's business. Yep. And we can't let little things get in the way that sell us out. Like, you know, like we've been talking. Mm-hmm. Just we we just have to. That you know, you just can't say it enough. And and uh, when you were given this lesson, and when you got to that John ten twenty seven thirteen, you threw a brick right at my forehead. Okay? <laughs> I mean, it, it. I did my job. Hit me right between the eyes. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was really neat, and uh, I just had never thought of it that way before. You know, comparing those two accounts with Esau. You know, there and it, and that's why they bring it up in he. That's why it was brought up in Hebrews. Was because this is a great example for us mm-hmm. not to sell out for um, what was it two morsels? Yeah, a morsel. Yeah. And and when you look at Genesis twenty five, uh, thirty three and thirty four, it was a, a bowl of stew and bread. Okay. And and when you when you think about that, that's nothing in comparison to what his birthright was. Now we don't know exactly what his birthright was, but. His inheritance. It was a lot. From his God, you know, from his dad. And that is foreshadowing our inheritance and how little we will give that up for, in comparison, anything in this life is a morsel compared to eternity. Yeah. You know, the, the blessed inheritance that we will receive through Christ. Nothing is worth giving that up. Yeah. And in comparison, it's even less than a morsel because eternity never ends. Yeah. And this, this life is but a vapor. So even if you you go through this life and you, you do everything you can to become rich and famous, you know, um, having more money than Trump. Yeah. You know, when you die, you can't take that with you. No. And... And it's not something that you can pay your way into heaven either. No. Nope. There's nothing that we have that God needs from us. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the thing. We're so um, easy to sell out. It's so easy for us to sell out. But talking about, like, not being able to take it with you, there's so many people who are so concerned, clear to their last day, about physical um, things yeah that um when they die they're gone you know I had a close friend of mine he lost his dad the other day he passed away on the first and you know it was it's a sad deal you know I feel terrible for him um but yeah he's he what's he doesn't take nothing with him that's right you know and we see it every day there's people who die every day and they don't take they can't take nothing with them that's right and then how many times do you see families split up over who gets what over the of their stuff. parents and yeah. it's like yeah it's true yeah they're fighting over basically a couch you know yeah <laughs> and, and it's just so sad because it ruins relationships and yeah and you know after my mom passed away that's something that i've been talking about with my dad because He's trying to get everything in order, and he's trying to be fair to all of his kids. Yeah. And he called me the other day, and he's like, would you be upset if, like, this is all you get? And I was like, Dad, you have shown me more love than I deserve. I said, you can give me nothing. I was like, it's not going to change how I feel about you. I was like, I I don't care. And, of course, my dad knows this about me, so it wasn't wasn't a surprise to him. But he's so worried about it, and I'm like, nothing's more important than your salvation. Make sure you go to heaven, and then all this stuff, if I get nothing, I don't care. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. And so understanding, setting your eyes past this life, looking into heaven and setting your treasures in heaven, you know, going back to, to Matthew, setting your treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys. And I yeah. think we talked about this last podcast. Yeah. So one thing I was thinking, you know, talking, kind of bringing this back to selling out. Um, you've got uh, Proverbs twenty eight twenty one here. I'll read it. Yeah. Proverbs twenty eight twenty one says, "To show partiality is not good, because for a piece of bread a man will transgress." 
Yeah. Isn't that true? Amen. To I that. mean, you can talk me into anything when it's got food food involved yeah. almost, you know? I mean, well, and you know, a lot of people underplay Matthew 4 when when Christ hungered for 40 days. You can't underplay how severe um how terrible it would be or or the filling the hungry the the hangry I think is what we called it. Yeah. Um how hangry you would be. Yeah. You don't mess with somebody. And like I fasted three days. Let me tell you something. At the end of the three days, you don't mess with me. I, yeah. I have no patience, you know, and a lot of times it's like, I need to eat just so I have patience with my family. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, but to be hungered for 40 days and then being offered everything the world has to offer. Yeah. You can't underplay how well, and how much of a temptation that is. That makes me think um, Jesus didn't sell out right. in the in the temptations that he had the forty days and forty nights. Mm-hmm. He didn't sell out. He held true. And so, you know, if he can do it, we can do it. You yeah. know, I mean, we're going to have our our days, you know, where we fail. But that's why Jesus. That's why Jesus came. You know. That's right. And you actually did. You did have it in here, Judas, John thirteen twenty three. That wasn't about Judas. What was it? Why did I put it down? Then? It was um, it was John being held in in Jesus's bosom. Okay, is what it talks about. It it says the word disciple, whom Jesus loved. Oh, okay. And so John always For whatever reason, to I just thought of Judas. Yeah. I don't know why. But. That's okay, though. <laughs> Started with a J, right? <laughs> Another one that you had was Proverbs 6.26. It um, says, uh, For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread, yeah. and an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. How easy is it for a man... You know, we see it in many examples in the Bible where um, someone prominent... Ended up with a harlot. Okay. Yeah. How easy is it for a man to ruin everything mm-hmm. for a pleasure that's so short? That's right. You know, uh, and I'm talking about a harlot, you know, without getting into detail. There's people that we know that have ruined their marriage because for just a short pleasure. Yeah. And, you know, that's selling out. That's selling out your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's selling out your... You know, if you're not willing to repent of it. That's right. Um, your faith, everything. You're selling everything out. And that's mm-hmm. just one example, too, um, that is so easily... And, of course, we're all tempted different right? as humans. But that's something that's a real hardship for some people. For almost every man. Yeah. You know, it, um, <laughs> there's a saying, 97% of the men struggle with... Uh, sexual desire, infidelity, or what something like, and that. then the other three percent struggle with lying. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's true, though. I mean, absolutely. And, and you know, today there's, you know, you can't hardly watch the TV without a commercial coming on, and there's a, a half naked woman on the, yeah, uh, you know, on the commercial. It's, you know, it's in our culture today. It's not even looked at, and you know, even uh, around here, uh, some of the um, girls and and women in the summertime, it's like whoa! How yeah, they're bathing. And I always joke are... around. Um, that gal forgot her pants because she's got a, a sweatshirt on that covers her shorts. Yeah, and it looks like she's wearing no pants. You yeah, know? and that happens all the time. And that that's actually very a very um, tough thing for some men. Yeah, to look at someone like that and well, not and have... that's why I don't go to the the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's way too much temptation. Don't yeah. put a temptation in front of you, yeah. you know? True. A stumbling block. Yeah. And it says right here, an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. You know? Yep. I got to go read this, John. John 13. Okay. <laughs> and see how in the world I got Judas out of that. John 13, 23. It says, now there was... Um, Leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. That's why I thought of Judas. Did Jesus love Judas? Yeah. Yeah. 
Who was it talking about here? Simon Peter here, wasn't it? Well, no. Um, it says now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples. Okay. John always referred to himself almost um, not as himself. He always uses the term one of his disciples. You know, it, it's almost um, a humbling approach is kind of how I look at it. It's it's not about him, it's about Christ. And so that that was his way of, it's about Christ. You know, especially in this one it's where it says, whom Jesus loved. He didn't want everyone thinking Jesus loved John more than everyone else. So, um, the one whom Jesus loved, but it, it's really in reference to John. It's just how he writes. Yeah. And we also see that in Acts, because he also, um, no, sorry, not Acts, Luke wrote Acts, but anyway, um, you see that in his writing. So it was the one, the disciple is is referring to John. Okay, all right. Well, it's a good point. I'm trying to look through here. Um, We could look at Hebrews 4.15. And read that. You've got it um, printed out here, so I'll just read it. It says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. And, you know, we talked about this last week. Um, We might... We were talking about last week that Jesus... Well, he was basically God, you know, and so he had help... To resist the temptation, but right. it says here he was tempted. He's can we we have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our. Um, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things as as we are yet without sin. And so he was tempted like we are. Yeah, there was no help from God there That's to right. resist temptation. And so, you know, that's what makes it such a great um, thing, how perfect he was, Mm. that he was that perfect sacrifice for our sins on the cross. Yeah. And rose three days just like he predicted. And so... Yeah, that, that passage is a key passage to understand that he was tempted as a... As a man, yeah, you know, as he had gifts from the Holy Spirit to perform miracles, he didn't have the the gifts to help overcome the temptation. And you also see that in Matthew chapter four, after he gets done um, being tempted by Satan, those those three temptations. In verse 11, it says, Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. He needed help. Yeah. He was he was very weak, yeah. and he needed help. Mm-hmm. And, and so he was all man being tempted there. So he really did hunger for, for 40 days. Man, I still can't imagine that. No, I can't either. It's it's hard to even imagine. All right, so here, here's here's another good point for us. You know, when we talk about um, the, uh, you know, wanting to share this gift that Jesus has given us in uh, Matthew seven twelve, and this was towards the beginning of your lesson. It says therefore, whatever you want men to do to you. Do also to them, for this is the law and the prophecies. Um, Enter by the narrow gates, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Okay. Yeah. So now think about it this way. Um, Let's just say the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man died. Um... And he wished that he would have learned before he passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had no idea that Lazarus would have had favor, you know. 
And so what this makes me think is we've had friends that passed away. And what are they saying now? Yeah. Are they saying, Chad, why didn't you tell me? You know? Yep. And um, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. So we, if, if we didn't know about Jesus and if we weren't Christians, would we want someone to talk to us the same as you would want, you know, it, it makes you want to go up to someone and say, hey, now listen, you want me to tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> Just grab them by the ear and say, hey, trust me, you'll thank me later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want me to tell you this because I would want the same thing if I was you. I would want to be told this if I was you. Yeah. You, you get the point where I'm making Oh, it. yeah. And you just, you kind of just want to um, grab them by the collar and be like, listen to me. Yeah, you're going to thank me this later. This is important, but. It's kind of like a parent. You'll thank me someday. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and But this is also the the beautiful side of what faith is. You know, you can't force anyone to be faithful. Yeah. And you have to search and serve the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's what we're commanded to do. And you do. don't want to be the guy sitting in hell someday going, man, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. I didn't know it was this important. I mean, how many conversations are going on like that, you know? Well, and, and that's that's just it. They're going to be sitting there saying, I wish I listened. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what's great about this podcast. We're able to, to reach out to a lot of people just in one sitting, yeah. you know, and, and so that's well, and we, you and I, got to be on guard too. You oh know? yeah, I mean we're not perfect. Yeah, and so well, we can know. also sell the truth. Oh sure, we can you sell know, out easy because uh, I really don't want to do that. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't want to have to you go tell this person that they're wrong or yeah. whatever the case is, and then we make excuses for not doing it. Yeah, and so you can also fall from grace. You know, the, you can fall from this gift. Esau was that perfect example. He he had the inheritance, and he sold it. Yeah. We can do the same thing. We can. And and that's why we got to be on guard, all of us. We're not sitting on a pedestal here. It's, that's right. It's, it's, it's instruction for all of us, and none of us are perfect. And so that's what's so uh, encouraging to be able to sit here and talk about this. And, you know, the lesson that you brought, you know, the... the on Sunday, it was it was great information for us, and you know, sometimes I think we can sit through a lesson like that and not catch it. It's like mm-hmm. we need to stand up or something and yeah. <laughs> and let it smack us in the forehead. Yeah, but uh, and so you know, th- just doing this and you know, we talk all the time. Why do we come together and worship? Yeah, it's to encourage each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm encouraged by this study even here tonight. Oh, you have no idea how excited I get to come here. Yeah, and, and, and so just sitting down talking about spiritual things and strengthen our minds and, you know, encouraging one another to get out there and spread this message of Christ and what he's given us here, you know, what he tells us there in John 10, um, 27 and 30. And I got a note here that I wrote down, does Jesus know you? Uh, I brought a short talk one Wednesday, um, and I'll just bring it up right right quick. But um, I was listening to um, the Duck Dynasty guys mm-hmm. on their podcast, and I think it was Chase. Jace, Jace, I think is his name. Anyways, he brings this up to the young kids. Um, he says, you all got a cell phone, and he has them hold it up. Yeah, everyone's got a phone, Okay. If you get a phone call, and I get them all the time, and I know you do too, and we all get them, and you don't know who it is, are you answering it? No. <laughs> okay? I have to use some because business. Sometimes I'll answer it, and I've, I've had to because I'll get a call from a Boise phone number or whatever. Yeah. It, it comes up likely spam. That's when I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. No, we're not answering that if it's likely <laughs> yeah. spam. Okay. Now, you use that analogy if you call God. Let's say God has a cell phone and you call him you got his number but you never call it but you call him is he gonna have you uh programmed in his phone 
Yeah. Is God going to have you programmed in his phone when you call? If it's important, they can leave a message. Yeah. <laughs> or is he going to go, oh, Chad, uh, ignore. I'll call him back. You yeah. Know? Is that is God going to do that? And it's a great example because uh, we we need we need God to know us. We need to have a relationship with him enough to where he saves us in his phone. And yeah. I'm just using that analogy. Um, how many times do you get a phone call from someone before you save it? Right. Sometimes couple, three, whatever. I get really good at saving them because in a month I might need to call them back. I don't know. You know, right. so I'll save the number. But is God going to save your number when you call him? Or are you only going to call him when you really need him, like calling 911 or just, um, you know, and I talk about having those friends that only call when they need something. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chad, can you weld this for me? Or can you, you know, which I don't mind most of the time. It's when it happens a lot. Yeah. Okay. And that's all they call for. That's all they call for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't mind helping friends. I do it all the time. Um, but um, is God going to know you? Is God going to know when you call? And we need to make sure that he knows us. Okay. And the biggest one basically is, you know, becoming a Christian. That's the first step. So you yeah. want him to put you in his phone, save your number. Follow his plan of salvation That's for right. you. That's right. you got to po- follow the plan of salvation. That's right. And uh, so I'm, I feel like I'm talking too much. No, and First uh, Corinthians 1, verses 18, just to, to go to what you're talking about. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Oh, yeah, it's a great And, and so... Going back to, you know, you want to just grab them by the collar. Well, it's yeah. foolishness to them because they, they're they perishing. They, yeah. they don't want to hear it. Yeah. They, and, you know, going back to you can lead a horse to water, but they have to drink it, right? Mm-hmm. And it, also in this context, when you back up a little bit, um, Paul, or Paul is writing this, but he says... Um, Where are you at there? First uh, Corinthians. Okay. Chapter 1. I'm just going to read it. Go ahead. Because I don't... uh, (laughs) Starting in verses 12. Okay. He says, Now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, and I am of Apollos, and I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I have baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Yeah. Only Christ can save you. Yeah. And that's the point he's making. You know, you lose focus. Going back to um, preacheritis. Well, my preacher said this. My preacher said that. If it contradicts the Word of God, it doesn't matter what your preacher says because he cannot save you. Yeah, that's right. Only Christ can. And that's going back to the title of the sermon, Hold to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's why you hold to Christ and only Christ, because He only can save you. Well, I think it's important to us, um, too, to examine ourselves and how we mm-hmm. were saved. Okay? Were you baptized because someone told you to? Or were you baptized because you recognized that Jesus is the Christ? And Because you were separated from Him because of your sins. Yeah, so we should all examine how we became a Christian. Mm-hmm. Everyone. And make sure it's the plan of salvation, the one that God set forth for us in the Bible. Yeah. You know, and it's Romans 10. You've got a great list here. <laughs> uh, Romans 10, John eleven twenty five, John eleven twenty six, Romans 10, 9, and 10, Luke 13, 3, and through 5, 3 and 5, Acts 2, 38, and Romans 6, 4. Mm-hmm. Um, we read all those. That is the plan of salvation. That's yep. how you become a Christian. You have to be baptized. Repent of your sins. Confess Jesus. Be baptized for the remission of your sins. Yeah. And in, in um, it just kind of hit me. Romans 10, mm-hmm. verses 17. Uh, let me get over there. Um, 
in that it says, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So it's not just any kind of hearing. It's not just um, me giving you some description of God, but rather it's you hearing the Word of God itself. So as as you and I are talking, perhaps everyone notices that we we read the Bible, and yeah. this is the talk, you know, this passage is what is this saying versus well i think or i believe yeah, it's not that's not the word of god yeah it's not what i think or what you think we're reading matter. from his book that's right and so you know hearing the word of god that's how that's where faith comes from and then you must believe it as you uh, john 11:25 and 26 also hebrews 11 verses 6 that's believing, and then you must, you must confess that Jesus is the Son of God, Romans 10, 9 and 10. And Acts eight thirty seven. we see the eunuch confessing Christ there. And then you must repent of this sin. And sin is the problem. You know, when in the old law, in, in the Old Testament, they were... If you were leprous, you were put outside of the city, unable to go to the synagogues and unable to go to the tabernacle and worship God. You were unable to go. You were cast out. Mm -hmm. Our souls, sin causes our souls become leprous, and we are cast out from our inheritance. Yeah. And, And that's what sin does to your eternal state. That's... That is the weight. You know, Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So everyone is guilty of it. Oh, yeah. Christ is the only one that is perfect. Yeah. Everyone's guilty of sin, and it separates you from God. And so if you are out in your, in your life sinning, you can't... A lot of people do what they want to do yeah, and then think that they're saved. No, that sin actually separates you from God. Mm-hmm. And you must repent of that sin and turn back to God. That repentance is necessary. And that's Luke 13, 3 and 5. And then you must repent, or you must be baptized for the remission of sins. Nowhere in Scripture does it say anything other than baptism for remission of sins. Nowhere does it say say the sinner's prayer and believe Christ into your heart. You won't find that anywhere in scripture. You know, so there's only baptism is remission of sins. Yeah. Only through baptism, no other way. But you have to follow the whole plan, you know, and then once you're baptized, going to Romans 6 verses 4, talks about walking in newness of life with the Lord. So once you have buried the old man in that watery grave, you arise a new man and walk in newness with the Lord. That's that's when you follow Christ and you hold to Christ in His teachings. Mm. And so holding to Christ, just because you're baptized doesn't mean you're saved either. You can fall from grace yeah. if you allow sin back into your life. And I think that's kind of what we've been talking about. This whole that's thing right. is not selling out. Yeah, and a good verse to bring up here, um, talking about that. Once you become a Christian, um, Hebrews ten twenty three. This is how you ended the lesson. Yeah. Um, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And I love, like, if you go up and start in verse nineteen, you know, and read through twenty five here, it's hold fast your confession. That's right. We have to hold fast your confession. And we're running out of time here, so I won't read it, but you can read it on your own there. But the main point is, hold fast to confession. Our hope, of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And, you know, when you go and bring it back to John ten twenty seven, you know, what he promises for us um, there is amazing. You know, the... I'm, I'm trying to think of the verse. Um, so much more than we deserve. Yeah. Let's see. 28, I think. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any snatch them out of my hand. Yeah. No one's going to snatch us out of his hand if we're with Christ. Mm-hmm. They're not going to snatch us out. 
there, but you can walk away from him. But you can walk out of that hand. That's right. And that's what we're talking about. Don't sell out. But when you are holding fast to Christ, no one can take you from him. Yeah. No one is more powerful than him. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a great place to end, actually. Yeah, and man, we could go on and on and on <laughs> here, but I mean, I think these are great points for us to to look at, and so we'll go ahead and, and... Any questions, give us a call. Yeah, so be sure and send us an email. It's in our link there. You can you can click on it and send us an email. You can find us on Facebook, um, and we appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. Lord willing, we'll see you then. Yep. All right, welcome back, David. We're back with our podcast. Um, this is episode five, actually. Yeah. At least on the on the list that one of them's a lesson, but this is episode five. We've done four of these now. Yep. And uh, so basically, welcome. We're we're here um, to discuss what we studied Sunday, and we're pretty excited to be here. Um, I couldn't wait to sit down with David here and talk about what we studied um, Sunday because we had some.